Hey everybody and welcome back to the newest edition of the Swoop Radio Station here. It's your boy Josh Sanchez and man for today's podcast I have a couple of topics I wanted to talk about. I wanted to get into the NBA Finals as well as a little bit of the MLB Playoffs. I wanted to give my little predictions and what I've seen so far because we all know the MLB Playoffs have started. I Honestly I really like this wild card format. I love it. So I'm going to get into that. I'm going to start my show with that. And then I'm going to conclude with a very special announcement about the Philadelphia 76ers and what they did um, yesterday. I am ecstatic and I am fired up and I am looking forward to the next year. And I'm excited to see what's going to happen in Philadelphia from here on out. But for today's first topic, before we get started, Swoop Radio posts new podcast. Every Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, pretty much anywhere, iHeartRadio. Just search Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez and I'll pop right up. But for today's first topic, I got to get into the MLB playoffs a little bit and I'm also going to get into the NBA Finals. So starting with the NBA Finals, all I can say is, It's time to just pack your brooms because obviously game two is tonight, 9 p.m. tip off. But if Bam out of bio and Goran Goran Dragic is already going to be out for the entire final series. He tore his patella. And for those who do not know what that is, that is a little bone in your foot. And if you break that or tear that or a muscle, I forget what it is. It's a muscle or something in the foot. And if you tear that, it's extremely painful and it takes months to recover fully. So Goran Dragic is going to be out for the entire NBA Finals. And for those who have not watched the Heat during these entire playoffs, literally at least 70% of their offense is a pick and roll between Goran Dragic and Bam Adebayo. Bam Adebayo is probably going to be out for just Game 2 and Game 2 only. He, He hurt his shoulder. Um, on a play where I kind of thought he he was doing a little too much. Um, and the Heat, they started out great. It was 25 or 23 to 10. They looked really good. And if the Lakers are going to hit 15 threes and shoot 60% from three during the first three quarters of the game, the series is going to be over. I honestly did not mind the Miami Heat's game plan. You got to double LeBron, you got to double AD, and just live with the result with the other players. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, But the problem is for the Heat is more on the offensive end. Defensively, I feel like the the Lakers are not going to shoot that good ever again. Don't get me wrong, the Lakers have a very... in, In these playoffs with the bubble, the Lakers role players have really stepped up and have really been lethal shooters that is very surprising now if I think that the arena was more open I feel like less shots would um, be made but I think that's a beneficiary of every team in the bubble I feel like there's been a lot of three-point great shooting because the gym is smaller so you can focus on the rim more but anyway the heat I don't I honestly if Bam out of bio does not play what do you do um 
I know the Heat, they have to win with three-point shooting because if they if they turn this into a paint game, Anthony Davis and LeBron James are too much. And honestly, LeBron's stats in game one, he really wasn't doing anything. It was Anthony Davis that when the game was tight, what he was doing offensively and defensively, it's just unfair. He guards the pick and roll perfectly with Bam Adebayo and Goran Dragic, and he gives you 35, 35 points. If, if that's the AD, he's going to be MVP of the finals. And he is just showing everyone that he is a top. Right now, I would put him ahead of Kawhi as the third best player in the league and what he's doing. Granted, I know it's in the bubble. COVID happened and everything has changed. But still, Anthony Davis is showing everyone why he's the best big man in the game. And he is a top three player in the league. For me, it's LeBron, KD, AD, and then uh, Kawhi, and then Giannis. So, that, that was just a brief little tough up. But, I honestly think that this finals is over. I already knew it was over already. I said Lakers in five. Um, the Heat can prove, prove me wrong. Jimmy Butler is going to have to average 40, though, for the Heat to stay relevant. I do think the Heat win one game. I think they win game three when Bam Adebayo comes back. I think the Lakers dominate and win game two. Uh, Eric Spolster is a great coach. Pat Riley is a great owner. The Heat have had a great run, but they're they're just extremely young. And again, LeBron James and Anthony Davis, that combination is just too much. It's too much for the Miami Heat right now. Um I do, I do feel like the Heat, they need to adjust. It's only game one of the series. But I'm not going to sit up there and sugarcoat it for you guys. This series is going to honestly be a boring series, in my opinion. The Heat, have to, the Heat have to win game two and game three for me to start watching this finals. The games are just boring. I tuned in. And the second the Lakers went on that run, it was like they, they literally outscored the Heat like 75 to 30-something for the rest of the game. I was like, I'm done. I can't watch this. It's just humiliation. So I've been watching the MLB playoffs. I love the idea of a three. I love the idea of having eight teams from each league. I think that is extremely awesome. The league has 32 teams, I believe, 30 to 32 teams. And to have 16 teams make the playoffs is great. I love it, and it's great for baseball. I love the idea of the three wild card game. I love it. Instead of it just being a winner-take-all game, have it a three-game series. And then you move on to the ALDS. And then you have the the NL and ALCS. Then you have the World Series. I feel like that would be great. It would definitely expand the playoff and give more ratings. And who knows, maybe Mike Trout, who is the best player in the game of baseball, can finally actually get some media coverage that he deserves if the Angels can build a, a proper pitching staff. But by adding more playoff teams, that gives you the chance to have your more stars in the league be talked about more, be shown on national television more. Because that is a consistent problem the MLB faces. In the NBA, NFL, we know the stars. In the MLB, we don't. Mike Trout should be known globally. He should be able to walk into anywhere in this world and people are like, damn, that's Mike Trout. But the reason why he's not is because the MLB does a terrible job of marketing their players. And I think by expanding the playoffs 
and giving more young players and giving more star players the chance to actually go and make the playoffs would be great for the game of baseball, in my opinion. That being said, the Yankees took care of business, the Astros. If you're a Minnesota Twins fan, you've got to be depressed. You have not won a postseason game. In seven in 17 straight games you've lost in the postseason. How does that happen? How does that happen? You saw the Oakland Athletics yesterday handle their business and get rid of their curse. They, the, the Oakland Athletics have lost like six straight elimination games, do or die. And they defeated the White Sox. So now you have the Athletics and Astros in the ALDS. And then you have the Rays and the Yankees in the ALDS and I honestly really like the Rays this year the Rays are just clicking on all cylinders and wouldn't it be funny if the Tampa Bay Lightning they you know they won the Stanley Cup and then now the Tampa Bay Rays win the World Series Tampa Bay and Tom Brady's in Tampa Bay man it's a great time to be in Tampa Bay but that's a little preview of the ALDS I know a couple series are wrapping up as well in the in the National League side the Cardinals being the eight seed, them and the Padres are going at it. I just love it. It's really good for baseball, and I really think that they should expand their playoffs. I'm excited. I will talk about it more as we get into it. But if I were to have a World Series prediction, here's my World Series prediction. And it's going to be very interesting. Um, but I have the Dodgers and the Rays in the finals, in the World Series. That is my World Series prediction. I think the Dodgers get over the hump. I don't see a team beating the Dodgers. Honestly, the Dodgers are just, they are the best team in baseball. They have Mookie Betts, Cody Bellinger. Just them two alone just kills your lineup, makes it even, just makes it amazing. But I I think the Dodgers clearly win the the NL. I take the Rays in the AL only because they have an amazing pitching staff. And we all know, we saw this from the Nationals last year. If you have two aces and then have a good, solid third guy, it's a wrap. You are easily going to go to the World Series. Pitching has the greatest impact in the game. I know the Yankees have that tough lineup. And they have Garrett Cole. But I think the Rays get over them. And then I think they steamroll either the Athletics or the Astros. But what do you guys think? Feel free to call into the station and voice your opinion. Tune in every Friday. And also stick around because Swoop Radio is going to talk about the 76ers and some great news in that regard. But you guys listen to Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez on Anchor.fm. And Swoop Radio will be right back. Hey everyone and welcome back to the second topic of today's Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez here on Anchor.fm, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcast, and also on Spotify. Earlier I talked about my MLB, MLB World Series predictions and I also talked about the NBA Finals and how boring it has the potential to be. But for this special segment... I got to talk about something positive, especially in the sports of Philadelphia. And man, this year has been absolutely dreadful in Philly sports. 
The Eagles are 0-2-1. They tied the stinking Bengals. Carson Wentz has six interceptions, three passing touchdowns, and has lost three fumbles. Philadelphia sports has been has sucked. The Phillies were supposed to be a playoff team. Matt Klintak did not find a single arm in the bullpen during the offseason. As a result, your bullpen blows 15 saves. How do you blow a 15? How do you blow 15 games in a 62-game season? That's at least almost a quarter of your games. Or that is a quarter of your games. If not, I need to go to a math class and I need to need to take math again. How do you blow 15 games? If you convert just half of that, the Phillies are literally the second best team in the division, and they take on the Cubs in the second in the first round of the wild card. That's just an example. That's just on the baseball side of things. Who knows if JT Real Muto is going to sign again? And if Matt Klintak keeps his damn job, it's time to pick a new team. The Phillies, in their over a hundred years of existence, have only have two cha- only have two championships. One of the worst franchises in all of sports. That's an example of how the baseball team's going. The Sixers were supposed to be a top two seed last year. Got swept by Boston in the first round. Absolutely disgusting. That's the basketball team. Brett Brown gets fired. Jeez. Who's going to be the new guy? I'll get to that in a little bit. Then you have the stinking Eagles. 0-2-1, and I'm also going to talk about my weekly picks as well. I have some games I have to talk about, and I also had a great, great weekly predictions. But anyway, the Eagles are 0-2-1, and And honestly, with my weekly picks, the Eagles are my only blemish. They stink, and they have a tough road ahead of them. They go to San Francisco this Sunday. So, Philly Sports, we needed something uplifting, uplifting, something to get our hopes a little bit high for the future. And that is Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers is now a Philadelphia 76er. He is now the newest coach of the Philadelphia 76ers. And to join him in his coaching staff, Alvin Gentry is going to be the assistant coach to Doc Rivers. So now, not only do the Sixers have an elite coaching staff, yes, Doc Rivers has had a history of blowing 3-1 leads. More famously, this is the only thing that I knock on Doc Rivers. He blew a 3-1 lead this past postseason with Kawhi and Paul George, even though I blame Paul George for that because I don't know how you go ice cold that badly. And he also blew a 3-1 series lead with Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, and DeAndre Jordan. That was in 2015 against the Rockets. So he's blown a couple 3-1 series with the Clippers. And he's had two chances with, with plenty of talent to get them to at least a conference finals, Western Conference Finals. And he has failed to do so. But I will say, I will say this. I think this is a, an, an amazing fit. In Philadelphia, because right now we have two stars that need someone to push them to make them better. Brett Brown was there to coddle them and nurture them and get them ready for the league. He tried, didn't work out. 
Now we get a guy that has won a championship in 08, has the 11th most, win, most wins all time as a coach with 943 wins. He's two away from being top 10 all time in wins. He has a career winning percentage of over 600. He had a stint with the Orlando Magic, won coach of the year there. Nine years in Boston, won a chip, and then five years with the Clippers, or seven years with the Clippers. And now he's going to be in Philadelphia for the next five seasons. Him and Alvin Gentry, I absolutely love this coaching staff. And this is the step forward. Now, I don't know if he's going to be the vice president of basketball operations, but he's definitely going to have a say in what the Sixers should trade for. The Sixers need some shooting. I honestly think they should get Buddy Heald out of the Kings. Buddy Heald has mentioned about playing with Philly. Uh, He would be a great fit in Philly. He can stretch the floor and be a great catch-and-shoot, knockdown shooter. That should be the first move the Sixers should make. I also love how Doc Rivers has had success with Tobias Harris as his coach. Tobias Harris is coming off of, well, coach with Doc Rivers was scoring 20 a night, shooting 50 from the field, 40 from deep. So if, if Doc, one of the positives I will say about Doc Rivers, sorry guys, I was thinking what I was going to say. Doc Rivers gets the best out of his players. And I will say this, on a consistent basis, there has never been players that played under Doc Rivers that have regressed. Everyone that has played with Doc Rivers has progressed and he's got the best out of them. And I can speak that very firmly and proudly because we've seen Blake Griffin leave, turn out to be nothing. We saw Chris Paul leave. He had a little stint with the Rockets, but we all knew what happened after that. Uh, J.J. Redick, that crew, DeAndre Jordan, he's a role player now. So Doc Rivers has gotten the best out of his players when they play. The only person that you can say he didn't was Paul George. And quite frankly, Paul George and Doc Rivers have beef because Paul George cheated on Doc Rivers' daughter. And I know being me, especially a a future father that's probably going to have kids down the line, if someone were to cheat on my damn daughter and I have to coach them, I'm going to make their life a living hell. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to bullshit you. I'm not going to bullcrap it. I'm just not. And Paul George cheated on my my daughter. I'm not going to take you seriously, Paul George. You, if you're going to talk to me about your mental game, I don't care. You better talk to a professional about it because you should have thought long and hard before he cheated on my daughter. But anyway, I'm going side sidetracked and going it <laughs> left. So that's the only guy I can really say that regressed during Doc, when, during Doc Rivers' ten, tenure with all his teams. So I think he's going to really get the best out of Embiid and Simmons. And I really like the idea of Tobias Harris and him having that connection. That being said, though, the Sixers will only go as far as Ben Simmons takes them. If Ben Simmons uses this as motivation, has a new coach, they push him, him and Alvin Gentry. Ben Simmons turns into a 25-point game score. If Ben Simmons can give you 20, 25, 8, and 10, and Bede gives you 26, and then Tobias gives you a solid 16 to 18 points, and then you get Buddy Heald, hit you with some 15, and, a, and another shooter that can hit you with a couple threes, The Sixers team is scary, and I'm excited. This is the first step towards progression. You got the coaching staff now. They're on board. Now we need to just get and make a couple trades, and Buddy Heald should be a target 
in Philadelphia. That should be their number one target. Get rid of Al Horford and get Buddy Heald. So, we are going to conclude this topic with some games in the NFL because I am excited with week. We are now week four of the NFL. And I'm looking at the games as I'm as I'm pulling up the games right now. I'm as I'm looking. I'm looking at because I was last week I was spot on. I called the Bills game. The Bills defeated the Rams. They almost blew the lead, but the Bills ended up winning at the end. Josh Allen again has been sensational. 35-32. So I got that right. I picked the Seahawks to beat the Cowboys. I got that right. I got I picked the Packers to beat the Saints and the Chiefs to beat the Ravens. So I went 4-0-1. I actually have a freaking tie on my resume because of the stinking Eagles. So I went 4-0-1 last week in my picks. And for the year, I am 7-1-1 in my picks. So I have been spot on so far, but I'm due to crash this week. As I, as I usually do, I always do the Eagles games and I always do the Cowboys games. We have the Eagles and the 49ers. I have the 49ers just absolutely killing the Eagles this week. I don't see it. I honestly just don't see the Eagles winning this game. Now, the Eagles, whenever their backs are against the wall, they usually show up. But this year, it's completely different. I don't see it. I have the 49ers beating the Eagles this week on Sunday Night Football. My second game, Cowboys and Browns. I got the Cowboys beating the Browns. The Browns, I'm not really big on their offense. Their passing game is not really that good. I think the Cowboys offense clicks on all cylinders, and I think the Cowboys defeat the Browns. I would be shocked to see if the I would be shocked to see the Cowboys upset. Another game I'm going to look at as I'm looking this week, there's not a lot of like great games, but game of the week, Chiefs and Patriots. I got the Patriots beating the Chiefs in this game. I really think Cam Newton running the football, and I really like Bill Belichick's system. I think the Patriots make a statement game. I got the Patriots beating the Chiefs in this game. And the Chiefs are a great team. They they showed that Monday night, but they're not going to go 16-0. And I think the Patriots find a way to squeak by and win this game in Arrowhead Stadium. So, so far, I have the 49ers beating the Eagles. Patriots beating the Chiefs. I have the Cowboys beating the Browns. And I will do one more game because this week there's not a lot of good games. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick the Texans to beat the Vikings. I think the Texans bounce back and finally get their first win of the year. Um, They face three tough teams to start the year. And I got to go with that. So for my week four picks, and again, I'm 7-1-1 this year. I got the 49ers beating the Eagles, Cowboys beating the Browns. I got the Patriots beating the Chiefs, and I have the Texans beating the Vikings. You guys can listen to Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez every Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time on Anchor.fm, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcast, and on Apple Podcast. Stay safe, guys. I hope you guys have a wonderful day, wonderful weekend. Tune in next week, next Friday, bright and early. But for now, this is Josh signing off. Swoop!